the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. One of the things that I'm seeing is things change. I know you're saying, whoa, that's heavy, Rob. Bay Area residents, the California dream. I grew up on the East Coast and in a military family, so I grew up a lot in Europe. And uh, at one point in time, when I was like eight or nine, one of my friends moved to Sacramento. And I was like, I was heartbroken because this was pre-internet. This was pre, you know, I'd have to write letters and that wasn't going to happen. Wow. So California has always had a mystical image to me, a glow, an aura. I remember growing up playing Atari games. I'm like, Atari's in Silicon Valley? Now keep in mind there's a big difference between Silicon Valley and Silicon Valley. One's in Southern no. California, one's in Northern California. I want the Northern California one. I always had a dream about moving out, and ultimately I did. And I got a house, and it's gone up and up and up and up in value. Rents have gone up and up and up and up in costs. And every time I go to lunch now, I'll ask the waiter or the bartender, I'm like, how do you afford this? I live in San Carlos, and uh, typically the answer I'm getting is I live with my parents. I'm like, and I'm a DJ in San Francisco, so I work at nights. I'm like, you're 31 years old. There's no, like, you're not saving money, are you? And nope is the answer there. I'm like, why didn't you move? He's like, well, all my friends are. To give you another story here, um, there's a guy that works with New Focus. Uh, For lack of a better name, we'll call him Mark. He makes six figures, probably 200K plus. And his girlfriend makes six figures, probably 200K plus. And they live in an apartment complex. And it was a great idea at one point in time. And it's totally affordable. They, they don't want to buy a home here. It's, they feel it's too prohibitive. Um, so they're, they're, they're kind of like living large and you know, keeping their costs down. You know, To buy a home now, a million-dollar home, you're, you're throwing on $16,000 of your money per year for property taxes. Not that much, but... Depends on what you're buying. It could be. Um, it's prohibitive. A young person should say, hey, I'm, I want my $16,000 to go to my 401k or my retirement or something else. So he said 15 years ago when he moved out here. He moved out here after college with all his buddies. All of his buddies have moved back to the East Coast. Here to talk a little bit about that, Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. He's the guy who does my mortgage. He's putting together a mortgage now for me. Yes, I'm on the market. Oh, I didn't hear him. Let's turn on his microphone. There Good morning. There it is. There it is. As soon as he taps it with his finger, yeah, on it comes. Anyhow, it's it's the magic of KDOW. Magic microphones. You just have to Mag- tap them. Magic mic. There we go. So, Tony, um, you're putting together a loan for me. Silicon Valley, it's changed. Um, San Mateo, it's changed a lot. Um, it's funny because I live in San Carlos and everyone's like, well, at least you're not Redwood City. Uh, Redwood City's changed a lot. And when I was looking at homes, 
you know, uh, eight years, nine years ago to buy. It was funny because Redwood City had a very um, Spanish feel to it. Uh, lower cost homes. That's where a lot of the workers of the Bay Area were living in between Palo Alto and San Carlos and Mountain View and uh, Menlo Park. And they're being pushed out, gentrified, so to speak. Yeah. By the, the yuppies. The peninsula is getting tapped out. You were talking about Mark and how he, you know, he lives in an apartment and he's prohib- prohibitive. My microphone works. That's fine by me. Um, but you're talking about Mark? Yeah, so he's he's going to take the convenience of living in the peninsula because that's where his work is, and he'll rent. And I think it would make a lot of sense for for you know his friends. You talked about how his friends have left the area, and a lot of people are doing that because uh, the rents are too high. But if we had lower rents and a little bit more affordable affordable housing, it would make a lot of sense. But we're seeing that all across the whole Bay Area. Rob, uh, places that 10, 15 years ago when you first moved here or when a lot of people first moved here when they were younger uh, have seen these things change. And uh, a a duplex in West Oakland is now $1.2, $1.3 million, where that used to be a strategy where a lot of people say, you know, I really can't afford to buy a house. I'll buy a duplex and rent the other half. And now they're $1.2, $1.4. And, you know, there's a little scare right now with rates going up. I think that that's something that... uh, you know, is going to affect affordability. We know that. Um, I ran some numbers. It's another six percent increase in your payment. Just what happened over the last, you know, two or three months. So we're seeing a lot of things change, and um, you, you start looking at a, a possible exodus. California leads the nation in in what they call um, outflow of residents. Even though it, we we get about the same amount of people coming in as as we are leaving. Uh, it is going to start affecting you. I see this as a just a it's just flushing the system. Uh, the people who are staying or can't afford the people who are leaving can't. Yeah, and I see it as a degradation of society when teachers can't afford to live in the cities that they teach in, when police officers can't, when firefighters buy a place in Tahoe and come for their work shift three days here, four days there, three days here, four days there. Um, I see it as a, a problem, not as a flushing of the system. Um, the median price in December for a single family home in Santa Clara was uh, $1.4 million, Alameda $838,000, Sacramento $314,000, more than half. And uh, it's funny because I was talking to a a real estate agent in Tahoe, and he goes, all you guys buy second houses up here and you pay property taxes on them, and then you go home and take your kids to school on the peninsula or in Alameda or wherever you're you're putting your kids, and he goes, we love you. (laughs) Like, you're paying property taxes up here for our schools, and then you're not using them, so... You know, they've got school classes of sometimes 20 graduating, and they're getting our property taxes, which is pretty interesting. I think Sacramento leads the Bay Area as far as their destination. But there's other places like Seattle, Portland, Colorado, Las Vegas, San Antonio. Uh, Texas is getting a lot of activity. A lot of activity. I think people like the the same kind of weather, uh, so they move to places like Texas. So our population continues to grow, but the exodus of native Californians, of people who have been here a long time, are leaving. Um, so people are leaving Silicon Valley nearly as quickly as they're coming in. The region gained 44,000 immigrants, but lost 44,000 residents to other parts of the country. Population drops have been um, large between the ages of 18 and 24 and 45 and 64. It's an area where I'll ask a bartender, I'm like, do you think my kids will ever be able to live here? Um, because the bartender is typically like 21, 25, 27, and you know, my kids are under 10. And he's like, no way. You know, there's just not jobs. And like if 
you meet someone on Tinder or something like that, they probably are living with their mom and dad uh, if they're on the younger side. Or their parents left them the house or they've got four or five roommates. We'll talk about this and more. Where are people going? What you should do? What interest rates moving higher means for your home value? That 10-year treasury, it's going to make your mortgage cost more money if you've got a short-term arm. Is now the time to lock something in for something else? Consider it. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. We've got a big event coming up in San Mateo. It's uh, coming up very, very soon. Um, March 8th, 6.30 to 8.30. You can sign up for the event at the Crown Plaza, Foster City. Not San Mateo, but it is San Mateo County. At robblackshow.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Life under 20 was pretty good. You didn't have a lot of commitments. You didn't have a lot of things to think about or worry about. Sadly, that's changed today with social media. The suicide rates amongst young teenage girls is spiking. The you should be taking a sexy selfie is normal. And it's putting a lot of pressure on kids, both male and female, but particularly females. Things have changed. When I was under 20, it was the best time of my life. Then you hit 20 and you start going to college and you're like, what do I need to do when I grow up? And whoa, I just got a bill for $10,000 tuition. Whoa. I just, you know, I got to figure out how to pay my own rent. Whoa. Um, whoa. So in your 20s, things start taking on a different pressure. Then in your 30s, when you have kids. It, it, it weighs on you. It's heavy. It hurts. You want to do the best you can. Some people do. Some people don't care. They just are like, kids are accessories. I really think that in America should institute a policy. If you make me president of the United States, I will make people get licenses before they have kids. I will kill anyone who sends spam or junk email. Put them in an electric chair on Friday Night Lights. Those are my two platforms. No more junk email. And you need a license not to get married. Any fool can get married. You need a license to have a kid. People under 35 have about $1,580 saved. That's not enough. Americans making between $70,000 and $115,000 have about $5,400 saved. That's not enough. I was talking with a young man yesterday who's 30. And I'm like, how much you got saved for the future? He's got... Eh. 3000 4000 He didn't know if it was 3000 or 4000 And he goes, yeah, sometimes I, I kind of rate it and use it for other things. I'm like, you're killing me. You are like butter in my heart. You are giving me a heart attack. Did Olivia Newton-John sing a song called Heart Attack? I seem to remember off the physical album. I'll look. Anyway, um, men tend to save way more than women. 7000 versus 2000 White, non-Hispanic, 7,100. Black, 1,000. Hispanic, 1,500. You have to have an emergency fund. You have to, like, there's so many components of living life right now. One of the components, in my opinion, is saving for retirement. When you see our government spend money like the way they're spending it, you got to start thinking about what are you going to do in retirement. And if I was this guy who was 30 years old, I'm living in Austin, Texas. And he's like, I don't want to live in Austin, Texas. I'm like, there are women in Austin, Texas. And there are bartending jobs in Austin, Texas, and you could actually save more money bartending in Austin, Texas, because you're going to make about the same in tips. But the cost of living is two-thirds less. So it's not like Austin, Texas is like a, a prison for men, but it could be Phoenix, it could be Flagstaff, it could be... There's so many places you can move to. 
people are leaving Silicon Valley nearly as quickly as they're coming in. This is something we've been talking about. Got Tony Mendez here from BayAreaLoanSource.com. Hello. Clients are moving to Colorado, Idaho, Texas, Florida, North Carolina, and other states. Typical client for this one realtor has been in their home for decades and no longer feels connected to the changing community. Wow. I honestly feel that myself in eight years. I, I, I went from living in a town with plumbers and electricians to they're all dot-commers. I'm not a dot-commer. So I'm a media guy and that just didn't work. It's not working for me. I'm not really feeling connected. It's, I think this is a theme that'll play out for um, years to come where people are trying to figure out, you know, they're getting older. Where are we going to retire? Is it too expensive to retire here? Is all of our money tied up in the house? Uh, we have a couple that we just uh, did a transaction for where they, before they moved, they refinanced their house, took a bunch of cash out, kept the house, moved to Colorado, and retired in Colorado. And they were two policemen that worked here in the Bay Area. And they live on a smaller pension that fits their budget in Colorado. Um, but I think that is one of the strange phenomenon that I think we're going to see is people keeping their houses here because the rents are so high. And they, you can manage a mortgage. You can actually profit from uh, the high rents here. So where is the inventory to come from? Where is it going to come from is, I think, a big question that we're going to see, even with rates going up and home prices going up, I think the low inventory will continue driving prices. Uh, and people will still be have that. They'll see that as an allure towards real estate here. Are you ever going to let me talk? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree with the uh, mortgage thing, because I got that going on in my life where I've got a low cost mortgage. And now, quite frankly, there's higher cost mortgages, and my low cost mortgage makes it even better. It just got a little bit better. Um, tougher to compete with me. And I can make a little bit more money than the guy who's trying to become a landlord now. So that's going on out there. Um, some people are selling their homes now in Bitcoin. Has anyone brought that up to you? No. They want Bitcoin because the millennials think that Bitcoin's going to 100000 so some people are saying, give me Bitcoin now because I'll get appreciation on top of selling what I sold you the house for. Um, so that's out there. Would you buy, would you let somebody pay you in Bitcoin for your house? No. Yeah. So, um, but that's neither here nor there because the show's not about me. Why are you always making it about you? I made it about you. Oh, you're fine. So 800 516 me and it always has been. So buying a home right now. I think all the rules of buying a home are, are out on the peninsula. They're out the window, but they're not out. Like if you're looking at Lafayette or Tahoe, you still want to do the home inspection. You still want to find a good realtor. You still want to, you know, get close to good schools. Yeah. Um, I think, I think, are you talking about like contingencies? You, you're going in all in. I'm, I want this house. I don't care if it's crooked, it's flooding. I want this house. This is what you're going to have to pay for it. Right. Yeah, it, it's the contingencies have gone a lot of we've we've gone from no loan contingency, no appraisal contingency. And now it's, you know, if you get an inspection, there's something wrong. The, the sellers aren't even doing concessions on it. They're just doing that for full disclosure. Uh, cracked foundation. Fine. Here, fifty thousand dollars. Sure. I'm still selling the house at one point four. And that's because I have a full as is offer right behind you. And that's what we're getting. We're getting that in a lot of the one to $1.5 million range because they're extremely desirable right now. And that's the step up level for most people in the Bay Area of going from like a, a, a three and one to a four and two or two and one to a three and two. We're seeing a lot of that where th that part of the market is very, still very healthy. 
I was looking at a East Bay city that is pretty desirable to me, Lafayette, uh, Miranda, uh, Orinda. La Miranda. Yeah, Lafayette, uh, Orinda, um, that whole area over there, Moraga. A three-bedroom is going to cost you $1.2 million. A four-bedroom is going to go $1.5 So it's almost like that fourth room is 300000 Yep. And I saw it consistently enough. I was like, got it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting what you get for your money, isn't it? So you can find Tony Mendez at BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. When you're buying a home, I still want to use my eyeballs and look for cracks and look for windows and quality. Some people don't. Some people want as is. I'm still looking for quality, and I'll be patient. You can find Tony Mendez at BayAreaLoanSource.com. He does my mortgages. He's good at what he does. You can meet him at the March 8th seminar, um, where it's going to be wealth and income strategies in retirement. A um, little bit more information can be found on that at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. Use the code RADIO25 to get in for free. It's in Foster City at the Crown Plaza. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. And streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing in retirement. My goal is to get you enough money so that you can have a nice retirement. And it's funny. I used to think a million dollars was a lot of money. Remember when you were a kid and you're like, ah, millionaires. Now it's, you better be a multimillionaire before you hit retirement. And what the federal government's doing with the budget, I, I think we're, there's a quote out there by someone today that the next recession is going to be the greatest recession of his lifetime. I, I kind of agree with that. We are just nations around the world are just stacking on debt after debt after debt after debt. And they're just printing money. I'm a little concerned. Again, not for me. I'll be fine. Concerned about future generations for sure. Concerned for that 30-year-old bartender who served me yesterday. Some delicious meatballs um, with a nice, nice tomato sauce. Like, he's living with his mom. Like, he didn't get to do what I did and move to the West Coast and have a dream and follow it and work hard and work even harder. Uh, I'm not calling him a slacker because I don't think he is. I just don't think there's as many opportunities, and I think opportunities will become fewer and farther between. Fifteen cities right now where over-demand for housing is ruling the housing market. Buyers in the best position to buy a home typically have a mortgage financing in place, a credit score above 680, and a down payment of at least 15%. Now, San Francisco and San Jose have an oversaturation of buyers. And they're all qualified because they're using stock options and they're using cash. The share of buyers who shop for a mortgage before they find out the house that they want. It's more appealing to sellers when they know that you're pre-approved. I think it's really, really important that if you think you're going to be buying a home, that you get pre-approved. That's something Tony will do. Tony Mendez with BayAreaLoanSource.com. You want to get as much of a down payment together as you can because this is the competition. This is Darwinianism. This is the the fish that has feet versus the fish that flops on land. Flipper. Come on land and buy a home. The percentage of buyers who have a credit score above 680, super, super important. The most competitive cities right now, number 15, Las Vegas. Then you jump to Madison, Wisconsin. Madison, Wisconsin is not a bad way to live. I know someone from Madison, Wisconsin, but it ain't for me. Yeah. You have to be a Packer fan. You have to know the greatest Packer of all time. It was probably Brett Favre. Maybe Bart Starr. 
You have to like cheese. Your earlobes have to be attached to your head. Cause yeah, you're, that's a good one. You're still out of the water, but not far. Number 13 most competitive markets right now, Phoenix, Arizona. Number 12, Boise, Idaho. You like cold and snow? You can get a home there. Baston, very competitive. Sacramento, California, which I love downtown Sacramento, but the rest of it is the armpit of California. It, it, the armpit of California extends from Stockton to just outside the, the downtown of Sacramento. Portland, Oregon, super hot, but super sexy right now. Number nine on the list, Honolulu, Hawaii. Honolulu, come to Hawaii and we will overcharge you for everything you buy. It'll be a $15 margarita. Oh, no, but we don't do margaritas. <laughs> It'll be a $15 virgin strawberry daiquiri that the Hawaiian gods made themselves with fire from volcanoes. Seattle, Washington, number seven on the list. Number six, Los Angeles, California. Number five, Ventura, California. I like Ventura. It's nice and calm, but super competitive. And everyone's moving from the hills to the water. San Diego, California. I think San Diego is the last California city on the coast that's still slightly affordable. As far as, you know, you could have a reasonable salary like a teacher. Denver, Colorado, number three on the list. Number two on the list, San Jose, California. And the most unreasonable, most competitive market in the United States. Sam Clams Disco. There was a punchline. There was a joke from my childhood, and the punchline was Sam Clams Disco. I don't remember the joke, and I hope it's not dirty. Because there was another joke from my childhood, and the punchline was Lickety Split. And that one, I know, was dirty. Hey, come get on an authentic trolley car and have a homeless person poop on you. Welcome to San Francisco, the city by the bay, the city so snobby. We don't even call it San Francisco. We call it the city. What do you think, Tony? I think you named some pretty interesting cities there. Anything jump out to you as like competition? I like San Diego. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, a lot of people are, uh, we have a lot of people inquire about San Diego. Uh, Sacramento, certainly. Uh, more on the investment side, I think a lot of people back in 15, 16, and 17 saw that as uh, a big migration of people moving there. Uh, not only because there's land and you know, it's a little bit cheaper, but uh, because a lot more people are, are working remotely from home. And they go, I can buy a house there or I can rent cheaper there and I can work or commute into San Francisco. And uh, it started making a lot of sense. Um, Seattle, definitely, that was the, that's been the hottest city for the last couple of years. I expect that to continue growing. Um, Seattle's got a, a, you know, established infrastructure. Jobs are there. Uh, it's, you know, double digit returns on, in, on, um, real estate values for the last three or four years. It's fantastic. I like Portland as well. Seattle needs more minions though. More minions. They need more minions, more, um, well, they already have the super evil bad Very guy. Very funny. Jeff Bezos. <laughs> they need minions. He's going to put an ad. Come to Seattle and be a minion. Boeing, Microsoft, all in that area. Yeah. Yep. So the whole area is growing. Yeah. It's tough, though. Traffic in Seattle is mm-hmm. brutal. Something I was doing and some interesting research on, and tell me what your thoughts are on this. Buying a rental property in the winter, you get your property for about 6.6% less per square foot. So like right now, if you wanted to buy a rental property, say in Tahoe, um, that no one wants to rent it. During the, no one wants to sell in the winter. Um, or if you want to buy a rental home that you're going to put in like San Carlos, you're going to hate that. I know this stat, but 
uh, if you rent during the winter, you get a 3.5% on average discount. So start your leases in the winter. Okay. But if you buy in the winter and you want to turn it into a rental, you might get 3.5% less if you start that lease you know, in Mo- January. Most of my rental properties, they typically go basically spring to spring. Which is the right time. Which is the time where people are shopping the most. Mm-hmm. So buying a rental property now, um, you know, it might make more sense. Sellers you, are going to be much more motivated. They are. And then you close somewhere 30, 50 days later, you get the renter in there and you're done. So what do you think about buying a rental at this point in time in some of these more affordable markets uh, like I think it's a Charlotte? Great uh, idea. Uh, I think that if if you are this used the teacher, for example, and they haven't saved a ton of money, enough for a down payment, 20% in the Bay Area, and they're looking at a median price in Alameda County, for example, which is 835000 that $50,000 doesn't quite cut it for you here. Go to North Carolina. Go to Reno. Go to Sacramento. Go to a place and get into real estate. A lot of people forget that you don't have to. You can own real estate, but you don't have to live in the property that you own. Right. Now, you own some uh, rental properties, and mm-hmm. you use property management. Yep. I own rental properties, and I use property management. Yep. Um, I own some stuff on the East Coast. Like, I want to buy right now in Atlanta. The average home in Atlanta is $110,000. It's called the Bangalore of the South um, because they got low labor, low cheap labor. It's not because they have a heavy Indian population. It's, it's cheap labor. Um, Amazon's rumored to be going there. Everyone's rumored to be going there. It's a sexy city because they've got a lot of colleges and they've got a labor force. Yeah, 250, 300,000, you get a four-bedroom house, brick, maybe on two acres. Uh, it's appealing to a lot of people. And yet some of these workers will need places to rent as they start yep. their young careers and they come out of college. And they work for Amazon or someone like that. Uh, they shouldn't be buying houses. They should be figuring out their career and where they're going to settle down and find a spouse and make babies and... Then they should buy the house. Um, I think if you're west, you kind of want there. There are opportunities in the west. Uh, I think it's a big trip. Uh, you know, and it's, that's the kicker. I'm talking about if you do Atlanta, if you don't get property yeah. management, you're crazy. Yeah, you, it's if, too far. Um, if you are a new investor, I, I'd always say at least know the city that you're buying in. Uh, yeah. Maybe have family there that can help you out. Um, you, maybe you went to college there. Maybe you spent a year or two there living and working. Um, maybe you moved to California from Atlanta. You know what city I would not buy a rental in? Let's see. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ESP it to you. I'm going to ESP it to you. Ready? You've already bashed Stockton, so I'm going to no, say. <laughs> they might have just won a Super Bowl. Oh, in Philly? I would never buy a property in Philly. Those people are monsters. Did you see some hairy, of the, hairy monsters? Did you see some of those YouTube videos of them celebrating? Mm-hmm. First and foremost, they'll start a fight with Santa Claus. If you wear a jersey to their stadium, it's a death wish. It's a death. You're going to get spit on. Yep. So after the, after they won the Super Bowl, there's a video on YouTube, and I'll show it to you later. It's the most disgusting thing ever. Turn off your radio right now if you don't want to hear it. I'll give you three seconds. Two seconds. One second. Well, wait. They hit a horse. You've seen them hit horses, right? <laughs> after the celebration. Guys, have two, two horses have been hit on police officers. Um, with the, they punched a horse in the head. So there's this one guy. Crowd is celebrating the Super Bowl victory. And a horse drops poop on the ground. Guy picks it up. Crowd starts chanting, eat it, oh, eat no. it, eat it. Ah! How drunk do you have to be? <laughs> like, I think you could pro- <coughs> probably die from that, right? <laughs> yeah, you could turn your radio back on. <laughs> That is not appropriate behavior. Okay? <laughs> it's the worst thing. <laughs> you guys can't see it, but Rob is actually looking physically ill from that. I would never buy a rental property in Philly. Those people are <laughs> monsters.
What if they win the World Series? What if they get like a second championship in football? Buy a farm. They're going to burn Buy a farmhouse. You can have as much poop you can eat. That's too much. <laughs> free free you've poop crossed, with your you've rental. you the line. Free poop with your rental. Big seminar coming up. Retirement Income Strategies and Estate Planning Seminar in Crown Plaza in Foster City. March 8th, 630 to 8.30. This is a volatile market right now. You want more information, especially if you're heading towards retirement. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me on the Rob Black Show. You can use the code RADIO25 to sign in for free. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Who's this? Low Moon. Glow Moon? Low Moon. Low, like love. Uh, L-O. Oh, love. Low. L-O Moon? But no W. Okay. L-O, low moon. Low Moon. Sounds like something you get at a Chinese restaurant. I like a bowl of Low Moon. Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. Good morning. You got me morning. an amazing mortgage last year or two years ago. I want to say three seven, three six seven five. That sounds about right. That's never going to happen again for a 30-year mortgage. Well, I'm not going to say never again, but the difference between this year and last year, the Federal Reserve is no longer buying debt. So debt's not going to get cheaper. It's going to get more expensive. Um, that's a big, big story of 2018. We could say the volatility is a big issue and it has been, and it's the dumbest product in the world and we shouldn't sell it. And we shouldn't have to people who buy pro shares, leveraged funds are some of the dumbest people on the planet. In my opinion, when it comes to financial investing, Uh, you don't need the leverage to make money. And the leverage means that like, you're also buying a second product, a future contract on top of it, that if it collapses and blows up, Look what happens in the stock market. We learned this week with volatility uh, two times uh, the direction of the market. It just It's a killer. Yeah. So. Well, essentially, interest rates, mortgage interest rates follow the, the yields the, on the bonds. And we're seeing that yield go up. 2.85, I think, is the last we saw it. I don't, I don't know what it did today, but it, it's... It's a future. It's a hedge against inflation. Uh, and if if I give you ten dollars today, I'm sorry, a hundred dollars today, and then you p- promise to pay me back one hundred and ten, but my inflation kicks that up, and what I have to buy costs one hundred and forty. I'm losing thirty dollars. Um, so it doesn't come out for a win win. That's why we're seeing those yields go up. And they're looking for better investment. They're looking for uh, a better hedge. And that's causing mortgage rates to go up. And, you know, half a point for somebody buying a median home price here in the Bay Area, that's an extra two or $3,000 they're spending. That's an extra six to $7,000 a year they have to make. That's an extra $40,000 they have to put down if they want to keep their payments. Just from same. higher interest rates. Just from the half a point that we've seen from last year to, the, to today. So do you like World War II movies? I love them. You know the ones that I really like are the submarine movies. Not a, not a, the biggest fan, but Das Boot was awesome. I love submarine movies because they they're up on the the top of the ocean and they're all chilling and having a cup of coffee, and then they see like a plane sees them and dive dive the, yeah the <laughs> dive 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 dive. You did that in the last week where I was screaming at you lock 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 like you have to lock these loans fast because yeah. interest rates moved twenty five basis points in a week. That's a lot. We, we are, and that's why you need a good mortgage lender who can lock, 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 lock. It's it's not fair in many ways to talk about how high rates are right now because they will fluctuate throughout the year. Um, they will trend higher. Oh, come on. Scare people. <laughs> you come know, on, Joe. Scare people. There are going to be a lot. 
There's going to be a lot of scare tactics out there. A lot of commercials saying, lock your rate before you go up. Get out of your arm. There's going to be a lot of, of, of people that are going to jump on that. Uh, the advice I would give people that are thinking about buying and refinancing without getting scared into it, just run the numbers and you know lock. get started early so that you can lock and watch the rates. Um, it's going to be an interesting time this year to see how rates move, uh, but there are going to be dips. Absolutely. And when the market looks really volatile, the Federal Reserve is going to say, you know what? We don't want billions and trillions of dollars of of assets, equity, being wiped out. We may, instead of raising rates three times this year, only raise rates one time. They may say, we're going to wait till the next set of data points. Now, the data points that has the Federal Reserve upset is wage inflation. And part of the wage inflation story this year, in my opinion, is it's January. Well, it's February now, but... In January, a lot of states kicked up minimum wage. So we're going to see a small spike. But the question is, will you make more money this year than last year? Will your boss give you a 5% raise or a 2% raise, a 3% raise, no raise at all? Um, I see, still see the middle part of the income bracket is, is struggling in the United States. So I'm on the upper income. And you know my assets, whoo, Apple went up kind of thing. And like Apple goes down 5, 10, 15, 20 points. I don't care. It's been that good of a run for 10 years. Um, well, I, I, you, you talk about rates and, and affordability, which for the most part stayed flat in 2017. Uh, we're going to see it spike a little bit, uh, regardless of having these wage increases. Uh, it's, I don't even consider it wage inflation at all. It's just, we, we need more income. We need more income growth. Uh, it's going to hurt home prices. One of the things well, that I want to throw out there is I have a, a listener named Gabrielle who she's been listening to the show for 15 years. And she's always asked me, I want to buy in San Jose. I want to buy in San Jose. It's been too expensive for like 10 years in a row. And then she finally sucked it up and bought a condo. And then she sold that and bought a single family home. You have to have alternative strategies. You're not going to get what you want. You, sometimes you get what you need, um, in my opinion. And I was talking to a young couple this week where I was like, why don't you consider a, a different market that you buy right now and turn it into a rental like Grand Rapids, Michigan or Nashville, Tennessee or Raleigh, North Carolina or El Paso, Texas. Um, or San Antonio, or Austin, Texas, or Fort Worth, Texas, consider buying a rental property and then maybe selling it in two to five years and then use that for the down payment here. you got to think outside the box. Somebody else is paying for your mortgage. Somebody's building equity. Uh, you have your money working for you. Um, I don't want to go as far as saying that uh, real estate is, is going to hedge against the market, which I'm sure you would argue with that, but it's worth looking into. Big Seminar coming up March 8th. 6.30 to 8.30, Crown Plaza Hotel, Foster City. You can sign up right now at robblackshow.com. Rob Black Show, you'll beat me, myself, Tony Mendez, CFP Chad Burton, Michelle Lerman. It's about wealth and income strategies. I'm going to do a pre-session start talking about the stock market and different stocks you should be looking at. You can sign up today for March 8th, 6.30 to 8.30 at Rob Black Show. Use code RADIO25 to get in for free. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.